0: So a lot of people choose to start businesses in Texas because there is no state-level income tax for individuals. That's true for Florida as well, um, and a couple of other states. But you're listening to Move Your Business to the United States with me, your host, Kevin thing
1: That people cite frequently is the
0: lower level. I'm sitting in a car, uh, being driven to South by Southwest festival here in Austin, the annual festival, world festival. For Mount Bunnell, I'm with Sebastian Sorborn, CEO of Mount Bunnell Advisors. We have our senior content producer, Emmett Glynn. And we have our driver, Mason, who's a real Texan. Mason, say hello. Hello. Sebastian, we've all come a long way, 10 hours on the plane from London to to be here at South by Southwest. What are you hoping to find at South by Southwest?
1: So I have to say that this is the first time for me ever to attending South by Southwest, even though I have been living um, in this area, you know, um, for quite a while in the past. So I'm I'm really excited. I'm not exactly sure what to expect. Uh, I find the whole schedule a bit overwhelming. There's so much going on. You know, they have the main tracks and then they have all sorts of smaller events all over the city you know if not the the region almost so um, it sounds really exciting there's a lot to go uh, going on Um, we are really interested to talk to entrepreneurs um, experts uh, on entrepreneurialism media folk and um, today I'm decided I've decided to go a bit with the flow maybe follow Kevin a bit around and then um, let's see what happens I'm, I'm sure we meet a lot of people and that's going to be the most exciting part
0: Yes, I think you're absolutely right, Sebastian. I think there's there's almost too much on offer. And we also have to pace ourselves a little bit because Mount Bunnell media, Mount Bunnell advisors are here for the full 10 days. Looking at the different strands in particular, the two strands this year are artificial intelligence and also the whole blockchain cryptocurrency phenomena. So we will be hopefully meeting some people involved in that world from both America and abroad. The other thing that was said to us about coming to South by Southwest, the word serendipity, which means chance, which means a nice meeting by, in, in unexpected ways. So we're open to that here today and this week. Emmett, uh, you've come with uh, the usual battery of equipment. Uh, what are you looking forward
2: to at this year's uh, South by Southwest? I guess the last few years, or yeah, since my teenage years, I've looked at South by Southwest as a mysterious and attractive festival to come to something which a lot of my favorite bands went to and I've always wanted to check it out to be there I never thought I'd actually get a chance to be there so it's a great honor to be here I guess I'm looking forward to capture the the atmosphere of it we just spent a little while last night picking up our badges and I can already sense it's like a tidal wave approaching there's a lot of people buzzing around there's a lot of people from all parts of the world you can tell from all different industries Uh, lots of people who want to be noticed um, and it's a really creative and buzzing environment. So I guess I'm really looking forward to sharing that um, with our listeners and with our audience uh, through the lens. I mean, this is a world-class festival,
0: so uh, my expectations are quite high, I have to say. We are working here this week with some world-class people in their various fields, both filmmakers, musicians, people working in entrepreneurial endeavours throughout the world. Uh, The plane from London was packed with uh, entrepreneurs uh, from all across Europe, and I think that's just an indication that we are going to be with like minds, and we're gonna be very busy for this week. Obviously, we're hoping to interview a lot of those people and uh, it'll be very interesting to see what comes out of it. So, I have one uh, last question as we're approaching Austin now, and that is to Mason. Mason, what are you expecting this week from South by Southwest? Traffic. A man of few words, our driver Mason, but uh, very succinct. Traffic is indeed the case, because we're seeing a a massive snarl up here on the I-35 as we hit Austin. Okay, so for now, overnight, and next stop, uh, inside the conference center.
2: So, hi, I'm Emmett. I'm the guy behind all the sound effects and editing that goes into an episode of move your business to the United States. I hope you're enjoying the series so far and here we are at South by Southwest 2019. Me and the guys have split up today, unable to comprehend all the stuff on the schedule. We've decided to go opposite directions and meet as many guests as possible. So you're with me this morning and we're on our way to meet Sharon Schweitzer, author of Access to Asia, your multicultural guide to building trust, inspiring respect, and creating long-lasting business relationships. It's a bestseller. And she's agreed to meet up for a mentor session this morning at the Marriott. In we go, which door is it? The mentor sessions are one of the many ways South by Southwest aims to connect people from all levels of industries. All kinds of people were there, young developers, girls and boys dressed in casuals, meeting giants in the world of coding, Others, filmmakers, sitting down for their 15-minute slot with an award-winning director. And me, this morning, sitting down with Sharon, a best-selling author. Listen in as we chat discreetly, trying not to disturb the tables around us. So I'm here with Sharon Schweitzer. Thank you for joining us in this podcast. This is actually the first of the day. So um, this is very much a uh, maiden voyage of this week of meeting people and networking on behalf of Mount Bonnell. Um So how are you doing this morning, Sharon?
3: I'm doing very well and I'm delighted to be here visiting with you, especially with your Irish background. So happy uh, St. Patrick's Day early.
2: I'm charmed already. <laughs> so Sharon, you're the founder of Access to Culture. Um, can you tell us a little bit about that?
3: Access to Culture is a consultancy that I founded in 2006. And what we do is we help bridge cultural differences. So basically, we work to provide cultural solutions. Whether you're doing cross-country, whether you're doing uh, cross-cultural, whether you're doing Asia, Europe the United Kingdom. Wherever you may need assistance, that's what we do. We have one book out called Access to Asia and we're working on the second book now. So we work with a number of different cultures, but really the bottom line is helping people understand their own culture before they can understand another culture.
2: What are the problems that people run into mostly when entering a new culture for business or moving their home location? What is the biggest wall that they face?
3: I would say the biggest challenge people face is not understanding their own culture and having self-awareness. Because what they need to do is understand what are my cultural dimensions? What are those of my country? Or if you're a third culture kid or a global nomad, what are the influences you've had in your life? So you may have different sense of power distance or where hierarchy fits in the world. Because some people are very comfortable with hierarchy and some people are not. Well, that's going to impact how you do business. Some people are more individualistic. Like the U.S. has a score of 91. We're incredibly individualistic. We like our tattoos and our piercings. Uh, We like our colored hair. Anything that'll make us stand out. But you go somewhere like China or Japan, those are more collectivist cultures. They believe in the group harmony. They want people to be together, dress similarly. Uh, let me give you an example. I was in uh, Hainan Island, which is a beautiful little resort island like the Hawaii of China. And I was there for a conference and I put on my clothes, went down and I had looked in the speaker bag the night before and in the bag there were a number of t-shirts and different things. Well, it never occurred to me to put on that t-shirt. Well, the next morning when I arrived in the room, everyone in that ballroom from China had on that shirt.
2: Can you describe what it looked like?
3: It was, it had the, uh, the name of the conference on the front, the year, the colors of the conference, of course, red. And it was something that unified everyone in the room. So. And what were you wearing? I was wearing my penguin suit, kind of what I am now, my black jacket and my white collared shirt. And so promptly at the coffee break, I scooted upstairs and put on that that t-shirt and came back down because I wanted to be harmonious. I stood out like a sore thumb.
2: And understanding these nuances of uh, different cultures, this obviously has a great benefit to the way your business will operate in other countries, correct?
3: Yes. You can really increase revenue and your bottom line by understanding cultural differences because people negotiate differently. For example, if you're negotiating in a country with a high individualism score, you can say things like, I would like you to succeed. I would like to introduce you to my partners. If you're in a country with more of a collectivist or communal type identity, you don't want to do that because they're going to think you're a lone ranger or a lone wolf. You are going to want to be a pack animal like a little German shepherd or golden retriever, part of a litter pack. What you want to say is, we would like to introduce you to our team. It's very group oriented, very harmonious. In cultures like that, when you're negotiating, you never interrupt. You always make sure that things are smooth There's big differences, even how you negotiate with someone who's used to a dictator as opposed to someone who's from a democracy. Power distance principles make a huge difference. So let's say you're getting ready to close a huge contract, a huge sale, You want to make sure that when you go in there, you are prepared. You know exactly who the main point person is. Sometimes they're not at the table. Sometimes they're sitting quietly in the back. So you just, those are the things you want to be prepared for, especially if you want to close that big deal, or maybe expand or open in a new geographical area, a new culture.
2: You are a best-selling author for this book. Who is your audience?
3: Our audience are business managers who travel or who send their team members abroad. So anyone with a global team, anyone with a virtual team, who wants to understand before they send someone, what is the culture like. So we have clients across all verticals. For example, we do work with the dealership Lexus, one of my best clients. We do work with um, Hilton Hotels. We do work with CBS Sports Athletes because they do a lot of travel. The University of Texas here has sports teams. We brief them before they head out. So we do quite a bit of of different things. A lot of tech companies, a lot of startups who are looking to expand or We do a lot of working and living in the USA. People who come here from other cultures who want to understand. I just did someone who was British. She had lived in Japan for six years and she spoke beautiful Japanese. She was coming here to the US to work and she wanted to make sure she understood all three cultures and how they would interact in her new company. So we do a lot of living and working in the USA.
2: Do you identify certain elements within American culture which are must-know, cultural, what's the word, faux pas, practices, traditions that a person needs to know if they're going to enter the American market?
3: Yes, we do. And in our book, we list those because there are certain things when you come to the U.S. you really want to understand. For example, the real high belief in democracy. We are very much a democracy and people want everyone to be treated equal. So a lot of times if you come from a culture where people are not treated equal and they want to know, where am I in the hierarchy? Where are you? How do I address you, Emmett? That sort of thing. They come here and they want to know, are you a doctor? Are you an engineer? How do I address you? And people in the U.S. say, oh, just call me by my first name. Just call me Sharon, not Dr. Sharon Schweitzer, which is a lot more formal. But you know, if you're coming to the US, people are going to be extremely informal. The other thing we have a really strong belief in is freedom. So we believe in, obviously, you know, gun rights are a big deal. And you're here in Texas at South by Southwest. Now, no one is allowed to carry a weapon in, but did you notice the signs saying no weapons? Just as a reminder to people that, yeah, this is Texas. We do a lot of hunting down here, but It's a no-no. It's a faux pas to bring a gun in here. Um, The other thing that is a big deal is um, equality. Now, the U.S. is struggling a little bit with that right now because I'm sure you've seen in the international news um, where many police officers are being accused of treating different Uh, nationalities differently. Now, that's really difficult, but here in the U.S., we believe all men are created equal. It's on our money, in God we trust. We believe everyone should be created equal and that everyone has equality. So we might be struggling a little bit with that as a nation, but that's very important for people to understand. You can jump up the hierarchy here. Say you're my manager. Emmett, now I would never really do this to you, but let's say um, you're coming here to do business in the U.S. People will go above your head to the CEO or maybe the COO, or maybe if you're the CEO, they'll go to the board of directors. Now, in a lot of countries, they would lose their job immediately or be ostracized. But in the U.S., people do that.
2: How dare they?
0: (laughs) Hi, you're listening to Move Your Business to the United States. Just a quick word from our sponsors, Mount Bonnell Advisors. The people there have been advising clients on moving stateside for years. For all your needs, both business and practical, head over to mountbonnell.com to find out more. Thanks for listening.
2: So, we are in South by Southwest, and I'm chatting with Sharon Schweitzer, At the very same time, however, Kevin and Sebastian are on the other side of town, and I wonder what they're up to.
0: So, Sebastian, we've just come out of listening to Malcolm Gladwell and others on a panel
1: talking about the future of driverless cars and AI. How did you find it? I thought it was really interesting. Uh, I mean, there is a bit of a hype on self-driving cars, and I think Malcolm Gladwell pointed out the enormous risk um, without kind of you know, denying that the technology will be important or is, you know, will be spread uh, spread out. But, you know, also suggesting to pause a bit and consider whether the risk, security, safety, terrorism. That was really interesting, yeah.
0: Really packed crowd. First thing on Saturday morning, one of the first events, one of the key events today. Mount Benel were
1: there. Um, how did you find the atmosphere? It was very good. I mean, yeah, it was totally packed. I mean, um, a lot of people couldn't get in and were waiting outside. Um, yeah, it was really interesting. We met a few interesting people from Sachi and, and um and another a gentleman who was organising a similar event in New Zealand. Really interesting, yeah.
2: And now, back to my interview with Sharon Schweitzer. So, um, as you know, uh, I've been telling you a bit about Mount Bonnell and our fascination and obsession with Austin, of all cities in America. Do you have any examples of companies that have come from other countries in the world to Austin that you know or that you've met?
3: I do. I know a number of them. Now, I'm also an attorney. So sometimes some of the work I do is shielded by attorney-client. But I can tell you about a company that came here. It was a German company. And they were called Blue Byte Software. And they came here to, they, they first they went to Schomburg, Illinois, but then they came to Austin because they liked the Austin environment. Very entrepreneurial. Uh, keep Austin Weird is one of our themes. And down here, we kind of are called the blueberry in the tomato soup or the blueberry in the sea of strawberries because we're a very liberal town. We accept people from everywhere in whatever color, shape, form, or gender they want to come and live here. And that has historically been the city in Texas where people who are ostracized from say Dallas or Houston, maybe they've done something their parents don't like, or they've come out of the closet with their sexuality and they weren't. Appreciated for being who they really are. And so they came to Austin years and years ago. And now today, we're just a bastion of liberalism and innovation and just a lot of brilliant people who have come here because of our openness.
2: That's really good to hear. I'm sure uh, a lot of our listeners are people in that process of moving uh, to America. So I guess that's a very warm welcome. So um, going back to Austin um, and So you've been talking a bit about how Austin has developed, how it's a center of entrepreneurship. Uh, Where do you see this going? Uh, Where do you see Austin going? Uh, Growing or developing, evolving, popping? Where do you see Austin going?
3: Austin's growth has been astronomical, exponential. And I see us as continuing to be a hub for the genius. You know, this today, the hashtag is I am a genius which is really amazing. And I can see us becoming a center for global leadership and we are already a center for innovation, but I think we're gonna go up to that next level. And I think we're gonna be an area where people come worldwide to look for leaders and to look for people who are shining examples of successful business models and people who understand and are very accepting of cultures across borders. And I think we're also gonna be the ones that are gonna help build those cultural solutions.
2: And uh, you are an entrepreneur yourself. Um, Is it possible you could tell us your story of becoming a successful businesswoman?
3: Gosh, Emmett, thank you. Okay, well, you know, I'm a recovering attorney. I practiced law for about 15 years, and I did labor and employment law, which a lot of people say is sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Because you're telling people, you did what? How many times? Where did you do this? Oh, you can't do that in the workplace. So... Uh, I represented the employers, the business side, and I really enjoyed it. But a lot of those conflicts were cultural conflicts, national origin, sex, ethnicity, religion, gender, age. And so my clients got to the point where they wanted me to come in house with them and do training to avoid the litigation. So I took a two-year sabbatical from the law, decided whether I really wanted to leave, because once those law firms get their hooks in you, they really, they got you. You know, it's a mindset. And so I spent some time in the Czech Republic with my family, working on some art. I came back to the US, educated myself, specialized in the cross-cultural aspects, and then started my business two years later in 2006. So that's kind of my story. My co-author, I want you to know, is British. And she and I worked together to author this book. And it was a cross-cultural experience, especially when they sent it to India to be edited. So the book has been out a couple years, and it's been a wonderful journey. The book journey was fascinating. And today I conduct training. I'm a consultant. I'm an expert witness. Um, I work with a lot of clients and companies who are outside the U.S. who are bringing people here.
2: Can I ask, is it in British English or American English?
3: The editing experience between a U.S. American and a Brit was fascinating. I learned several things. I learned that when someone says, may I have a word, that that means I'm in trouble with my co-author. I also learned that some of the phrases like, well, that's one way we could do it. There are so many British phrases that let you know. At the time, they're so diplomatic, but what they're telling you is, there is no way in you know where that we're going to do it that way. That is just not a good idea. But. We do have, she made sure that it was mostly U.S. English because it's a U.S. audience. But the new book we're doing, I have a whole section on British terms and the differences in English between British or U.K. English and U.S. American English. And so that's a fascinating topic. You know, in India, when they edited the book, they had a whole different English language, a whole different English terms. So it's really fascinating to see when people do things like that.
2: That's a really interesting um, practical test of your knowledge, isn't it, to co-write something with an English person? Mm-hmm. And in some way, I guess, sort of sums up maybe part of the contents of your book. I think this would be of great interest to a lot of our listeners. Do you want to tell people how we can follow your work, um, follow your publishing and your next book, and any events that you might be talking about around the world? Or Do you want to just tell us a bit of how we can follow you?
3: I'd love to do that. Uh, you can find me on my website at protocolww.com or com. You can also find me on Insta, at Sharon Schweitzer. I'm on Twitter at Sharon Schweitz, S-C-H-W-E-I-T-Z. And I love to follow. I I, I go th- I have someone who else me with social media, but I go through it myself. And I always follow people back. I like to retweet their material. I like to engage with my community. So I would be delighted to have people follow my work I also write a blog and on my website if you sign up for our newsletter you get a free chapter of the culture chapter in the book access to Asia and you're getting one of those Emmett I'm gonna oh Oh, yes oh no I counted on it absolutely you're getting a book I insist
2: as we were nearing the end of the interview we started talking about the numerous stories she had of clients overcoming cultural barriers and succeeding in a foreign business environment and here's a great one
3: Okay, well let me tell you one other story. When I was practicing law, I had a client who they were doing it um, an asset purchase and they wanted to understand the differences in the culture between French culture and U.S. culture. And the founder of the company in the U.S. Pizza boxes, Chinese food, Chinese carry-out, very casual in a little cubicle. In order to do a proper closing, there has to be a closing dinner, and they were going to do it at a French restaurant. Well, this guy was petrified, did not want to go and do it. And I said, you have got to go. If you don't go, the deal is blown. So we sat down, worked him all through, what did the French talk about? They don't talk about sports. They talk about wine, gardens, existentialism. So I worked with him on that. We got him all through all the different ways to eat French food, some French phrases, and I let him know, you don't have to talk a lot. Listen to what they're talking to you about. Just ask questions about France. The end of the dinner, deal was sealed called me from the restaurant and said i'm telling everyone in town about how you helped me with this cross-cultural what he thought would be a debacle so that really is what got me going in the cross-cultural business that's that's the fun story if you really must know is that what you were looking for
2: absolutely thank you so much for being my first of the day that really woke me up we look forward to seeing you throughout this week and hopefully hanging out at some point
3: that would be my pleasure. We've got to have some green beer on St. Patrick's Day. What, what else do you do on that day? It's, it's the way it is.
0: Next time on Move Your Business to the United States. The one thing we're learning about South by Southwest is to expect the unexpected. You just never know what's going to happen next, who you're going to meet next, or what's around the next bend. So for now, from downtown Austin, it's over and out. You've been listening to Move Your Business to the United States with me, Kevin
2: Turney. And for this short feature on South by Southwest, you're also joined by me, Emmet Lynn. To find out more, go to mountbonell.com.
0: And remember, dream big, dream America.